Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Coming up, my buddy Rob Taub from News 12 and the NHL joined me on In-Flight Snack to break down the Jets' season. We went game by game, predicted every game, and then came out with our win and loss total, and then predicted what might happen for the Jets if they do make the playoffs, what would happen in the playoffs. It's a loaded episode. We went for a long time, but it's a really good one. All that and a whole lot more coming up right after this. Looks up the seat, fires, caught! Touchdown! Garrett Wilson scores! Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone, Cobb, touchdown! Unbelievable! Rodgers going end zone, Lazard, he's got it for the touchdown! Looking downfield, leaves a bomb for Davis, Sauce Gardner's there, and it's knocked away! Sauce Gardner in position on Gabe Davis, knocks it away, and the Jets are going to take a knee and win it! Let's make sure we play like the New York Jets. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Welcome back to In Flight Snack, a New York Jets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Rami Lavi. So just before we get into it, we're supposed to have a guest later this week to preview the Bills game. If that doesn't happen, I myself will preview the Bills game and preview the AFC East. But in this episode, we gave you a lot of the AFC East stuff already. A lot of my stuff, kind of spoiler alert, I talked about it with Rob Taub on this episode when previewing the Jets season. Um, Also, later in the week, we're going to recap the final episode of Hard Knocks. I'm about halfway through the episode, so no spoilers, guys. (laughs) By the time this comes out, I'll have finished the episode, I assume. Um, And also, we talked with Rob extensively about every game, got into all of it, got into the hype, got into so many different things. We went for an hour and 20 minutes, so I'm not going to take too much time on this end. I want to jump right into it. But like I said, later in the week, we're going to do the preview of the game of the game against the Bills, the preview of the entire AFC East. And I'm also going to do a position rank, uh, which we didn't have time to do with Rob. So we're going to do a position rank of the Jets. I broke the Jets team down into 11 different position groups. I could do 12 because I could do the coaching stuff. I'm going to do 12, actually. I'm going to rank them 1 through 12 and give them kind of a Madden rating, like a number one to 100, what my Madden ranking would be for that position group for the Jets. So that's coming up later this week. Right now, here is my buddy, Rob Taub, on In-Flight Snack. All right, joining me now on In-Flight Snack, a buddy of mine. I had to have him back because last year he said we couldn't beat the Bills, and then they beat the Bills. So I had to have my friend on, Rob Taub. Thanks for joining me. What's going on, Robbie? It's been a long time since we spoke, man. Very excited. Yeah, I'm excited. This is a better scenario than the last time we talked Jets, I guess, right? Because last time we talked Jets, Zach Wilson was still still the Jets' starting quarterback. So yeah, a lot a lot has changed, and I mean, 
you know, we're going to find out starting Monday if everything we think is a possibility, what we think is possible is now possible. So it's, it's going to be fun. I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, Aaron Rodgers, every, everything right now is lined up for that, for it to be the most memorable season in team history, which is great. But like I said, have to be cautiously optimistic because I mean, I've only been a jet fan for 20 years, but I've never seen the hype, the excitement like it is right now. And it could all come crashing down. I don't want to think of it like that, but you have like, it's just, it's a part of the DNA and we'll see how things go starting Monday. It should be, it's going to be very, very telling where this franchise goes starting uh, when, uh, when they kick off next week. I agree. I think there's an all time high of hype, but you're a Mets fan. There was a lot of hype going into last year for the Mets. There's a lot of hype oh, going man. into this year for the Mets. Where do you, you stand to bring up the on Mets. the hype? I yeah, sorry. So I'm for the jet. I mean, the hype's at an all-time high. This is more than when they went to back-to-back AFC Championship games 11 years ago. God, I feel so old saying that, but I know it's just like it hasn't been this. There hasn't been this much hype because I remember they were come. They did hard knocks around that time. And Rex Ryan was just beginning to show what he was as a coach and what this franchise was capable of. And it all came crashing down so quickly. And now it's been, it's been 11 years since they've been in the playoffs, man. They need to make it. I'm sorry. It's been 12 years. Excuse me. Yep. <laughs> it's been 12 years since they've been in the playoffs. They got to get there again. This franchise is so, this fan base is so starved for any type of playoff game right now. And we got we got a little taste of it last year with some of the games, even the ones that they lost against Minnesota, against Buffalo, the game they won against Buffalo. Like those games were playoff games, and they took they took on that aura. And it's like now we need the real thing because I know it's different than the NHL and Major League Baseball, but when you get into the like it's one game each each round. So if the Jets get in, anything can happen. Anything can happen. I know the, I mean, look, the AFC is stacked. I'd rather them be in the NFC, to be honest. Oh, yeah, no kidding. The, even if they were in the NFC East, I think they'd be challenging the Eagles to win the division this year. Oh, for I sure. I really do. I think they would be better than Dallas. I think they'd be better than Washington. They definitely, I think they're, they are better than the Giants. <laughs> definitely better than the Giants. You could say that. That's, that's cool. <laughs> that's, definitely a, that's definitely an argument for, uh, for another day. But no, the, the hype train, how can you not be excited? They got a Hall of Fame quarterback, and they have a defense that could be. And we'll get. Um, you said before we started, we'll get it. They could be one of the best defenses in the league, and possibly, if all things go according to plan, they could be one of the best of all time. I mean, yeah, we for, saw it in, in training camp. Yeah, for sure. And so we talked about the hype. The word you use, cautiously optimistic. That's what I used on this podcast so far. The other mm-hmm. thing I talked about a lot on this podcast, and we're eight episodes into this new podcast. The other word I used is I talked a lot about the hard knocks and I'm disappointed. Yeah. I like it, but I'm disappointed in what it's become. It feels like a puff piece. How are you enjoying hard knocks so far? I think I'm I'm in the same boat as you. It is a puff piece because hard knocks for so long was about the guys who are on the fringe and those guys who don't expect to be storylines and they became storylines and they became the most compelling ones. So, and look, we know Bro, we we know this by now. The Jets didn't want to be a part of it. And I, I can understand why. I, I, with all the hype we were talking about, plus you have one Jets drive, which does a phenomenal job. A, a phenomenal job. Those guys, I mean, that whole social team is 
they do tremendous Excellent. work. Yep. And they, they get enough content for week to week that I don't think I really needed another show. I mean, look, I love seeing them talk about Aaron Rodgers, the way he's changed the franchise, the way he's trying to get everyone to come come together and everything like that. But it really, I mean, it wasn't until this past episode where they were talking about Xavier Gibson and Jason Brownlee and the guys who you don't like, who are not, you don't expect to possibly make the team. Now we're going to see tonight, they're going to make the team and they made waves in training camp. That's what made Hard Knocks, why it was so good for so long. And now it's just changed. And I think, look, I understand not wanting to show guys being cut because who wants to like, I mean, that's the hard stuff and people don't want to see it. Some people do want to see that. Some people don't. I mean, it's however you want to, however you feel about it. But I just feel that even if we got some of that stuff, I think it would have been even more, com- a more compelling season. A lot of it, this, uh, this, I think this, uh, this go around was about what Aaron Rodgers was going to do for this franchise. And of course they had, they showed him every week. They showed him in the quarterback room. They showed him on the field. They did everything possible. I think I wouldn't say to remake his image, but to show he's all in. And maybe like last year when he was in green Bay, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say he was checked out, but there were, there were signs that it just like, it just wasn't working anymore. And then he comes here. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll go that far. I'll say he was checked out and I'll say this was to remake Aaron Rodgers' image. But even with that, they didn't show you all the... I mean, we had three months of, is he going to be a Jet? Will he be traded? Won't he be traded? Is he going to retire? And then even once he goes on McAfee, it was another six weeks until he was actually traded to the Jets. And we didn't see any of that, the trip to Malibu. So we got a little bit of insight now. Um, I'm going to... It was Chris Long's podcast, actually, that Joe Douglas was on. And this is the most exposure uh, we... uh, This week. Yeah, yep, this was the most exposure we've had to Joe Douglas other than tonight, right? We're recording this on Tuesday night. Tonight is going to be the first time Joe Douglas has a speaking role on Hard Knocks. To me, that's crazy. I don't think you it's crazy at him. all. He's the, he's the general manager. And I don't, I don't think – look, I'm not the one to say I need to hear from the GM every single episode or anything like that. Honestly, I was more pumped to hear Salah because – We've heard so much about him and how the players liked him and how much the players love him. And he's a player's coach and he lets these guys do what they need to do. They're adults, they're professionals. They didn't, they made it to this league on their own. They made it to this league on their, like on their uh, blood, sweat and tears. So he's going to treat them like guys, like he's going to treat them like adults. He's not going to, you know, try and ruffle feathers unless he needs to and everything. So I wasn't that upset about not hearing uh, from Joe Douglas until tonight tonight's episode when it airs. I was much more interested in hearing from Salah, hearing from uh, Nathaniel Hackett, because the coaching staff was just as big a acquisition, getting a Nathaniel Hackett and bringing in other guys as getting the quarterback, as getting Rodgers was, and getting all these guys to come here. So to me, I, I had no problem with not hearing Douglas. I'd rather, I'd rather, you know what? I'll wait till he does his half his half season press conference. That's when I want to hear from him. If things are going down the uh, down the drain, that's when I want to hear from him. I don't need to hear from him in training camp. I don't need to hear from him before the season. Enough's enough. I want to hear from the coach. The coach is the he is running this team. I know Douglas is the one who built this team. Sal is the one running this team. I want to hear from him. We, and I don't think we. I know he does his press conferences and everything like that, but. I like seeing him with his personality because the reason they brought him here and the reason I think Jet fans wanted him so bad 
was because of his personality in San Francisco, him being like a bulldog on the sidelines. I know that's been kind of toned down since he became head coach. I, you saw it in spurts last year. There were times I saw it on one jet drive. You saw it during the, uh, sometimes when they showed replays. I want to see it more this year because now they've got a team that could have, the possibilities are endless. Not saying they can win a Super Bowl. I'm not willing to go on. I'm not willing to put uh, to put down put that down yet. But they could not definitely make some, some money noise. on that. Oh, I I am not <laughs> touching the money. I will us doing this show and we're going to do predictions later. I hate predictions. You said you hated it too, yeah. but it's a part that's just a part of what, you know, what talking football is about or talking sports in general. But to me, I like seeing what, what I've seen from Salah, even people saying that, Oh, he's not running the team. I can give a rat's ass if he's running the team. Yeah. You have a hall of fame quarterback, but when he's chewing out the offense, I love that. I loved it. And yeah. people will say, Oh, it was all for show. no, no, what effing wasn't. He was yeah. legitimately pissed. And I like seeing that from a head coach because that's what I want to see. I want to see a guy who's in year three. His job is on the line. His job yeah. is on the line. If nothing, if it doesn't go right this year, he's out of here. Same thing. I mean, I don't want to say Joe Douglas because he got the quarterback, but I'd rather see that than see the GM speak. Yeah. The one thing I would disagree with you on before we move forward is just that Douglas, we see so much of his calculated how he, that's why I like the Chris Long because the same day he did the Chris Long podcast, the same day he recorded it, he did a press conference. And in the press conference, he's very measured, he's very calculated with everything he says. I would have liked to have seen, kind of like we saw Mike Tannenbaum and Rex Ryan talk about certain players. Oh, this guy sucks. Oh, this didn't go well. I would like to see the unfiltered version of because you know, as a talent evaluator, as a guy who has to put this team together. You know he's saying what he truly feels about these players to Salah. Salah's a big guy, likes to talk up his guys. It was cool to see that he can have that in him where he gets mad at the guys. And by the way, yes, I agree. Rogers, the the scene from the latest episode of Hard Knocks where he's yelling at them and then he brings them together and he's fixing things on the fly during practice. That's my favorite scene from Hard Knocks because that's mm-hmm. why Robert Salah is elevated as a head coach because Rogers is so good as an on-field coach, if you want to call him that. So I, I love that. But as far as Joe Douglas, I would have loved to have seen a little unfiltered Joe Douglas. Don't don't you agree on that? I I agree to a point. I think that look, we've known for the past few years now this franchise is trying to rebuild its image after the shit show. Excuse my language. Yep. That Adam Gase, Mike McCagnin, and John, John Idzik, yeah, everyone uh, before it. Todd, Todd Bowles. Yeah, I, I feel bad for Bowles. I, I feel like if he had a better quarterback. They might have been a better team. He had Tom Brady last year. Yeah. Well, we, we, that's a, that's a conversation for another day, but I think, I think the jets realize that. And I think this comes from a management standpoint. They want to have as much good. I would not say publicity, but as much good faith and good vibes, Juju, whatever the hell you want to call it going into the season. Instead of showing the negative part, which I get, that's a part of training camp. That's a part of life in the NFL. Totally understand that. But I think Joe Douglas, it's almost like he works in the shadows a bit. Like, we, I mean, the Rodgers thing, we kind of knew. Like, the, the, the clues were there that it was a more than a possibility. Especially when Rodgers was talking about the Jets last year, when he played them in Green Bay and said that team is going to be really good for a very long time moving forward. But I just think with the way this franchise is seen around the league and the perception around them, I believe 
that trying to, to keep away from the negative and focus more on the positive. And I know like that, you know, it's a two way street, but I just truly believe that the friend, like they want as much good going forward and to leave all the negativity to the wayside and to the background, to what happened years ago before D- Douglas even got here. They're trying to re they're trying to re shape this franchise and Douglas and Sal, I think have done a serviceable job. Now all the pieces are in place. If things go, if things don't go well, then I could see, then I could be on your side with saying, okay, I want to see the more unfiltered, why this guy sucks, why we're cutting him. But I think they're trying to build up as much, build this franchise little by little by little by little. After yeah, I agree. The, yeah, go ahead. I agree. That's what you have to do right now because it's like the Knicks with Leon Rose, right? It's it's the same yeah. type of thing. You had Woody Johnson, or in the case of the Knicks, you obviously had Dolan running the show and not doing the greatest job publicly. And now it's like, okay, publicly, all we're doing, Leon Rose is this guy. We don't know what he's saying. But even like the offensive line, like Joe Douglas, so positive about the offensive line now. I want to see like what he was really saying early in camp when it was a real question mark, you know? I would love to see what those conversations were like. Oh my god! Like you see, Salah rips the offensive line. Was he having a conversation yeah. with what with with Joe Douglas? Like, what the what are we gonna do? Like, this is a real issue. We could have all this good. Like, what was that conversation like after that Carolina practice? That's what I'm curious about more. The other thing I will say about um, about Douglas, and this is exactly what you were talking about, is he said every time they asked him about a player, every time Long asked him about a player on this podcast, the first thing he said. The first thing he brought up was the guy's character. Douglas yep. and Salah have been building this the right way. They've been building guys with character. They care so much, like you said, about the personality and the image of the organization. Well, I, I, I think this also goes back. I think it was, I think I saw it was Connor McGovern said that they've done that the organization has done a good job over the past few years of rotting out the bad apples. Yes, I responded with. I responded to that tweet with a picture of Jamal Adams with a rotten apple pasted on his face. Oh, I don't know if you God. saw that on Twitter. It was very funny. Uh, I, I thought probably it got a lot of likes. No. And look, we don't look. We don't know if he was a bad. We'll, we'll never know if he was a bad apple. Like we could hear things and read. Things, and he seems great while we'll, he was here. Yeah, I think he was a he was leader a when he was here. Yeah, uh, but you know what? I, I get it from his standpoint. Losing takes its toll. And sure. the way that the way that they were losing when Jamal was here, I mean, I know we're going off a, like a little bit of a of a sideways of, of a tangent, talk, not yep. talking about the current team, but going, but like you take a guy like that, and he was a first round pick, he was a high pick, and they just never got to the they never got to the place I guess he expected or the the level of play that he puts that he uh, puts on it like that he wants as a player and as a team. And I think it just takes its toll. You could you could hear it in the press conferences years ago when he would talk after the game. He looked like he sounded like he was broken, even though he yep. was playing really Defeated. well. Yep. It's yeah. And I think that's what I'm going. That's what I was going on before was for so long before Douglas got here. This franchise, this fan base is so defeated, and that's why I think they're like trying to get away from that. Um, that kind of negativity is big. And I think it's big on Joe. I think that's why when Joe Douglas, as you mentioned, first thing he did going on Chris Long's podcast, talking about character, it's because 
not too long ago, that's what this franchise was. It was defeated. And now they've got some, they've got guys, they've got some dogs, they've got confidence. There's a difference between being cocky and being confident. And this is, uh, I mean, this is something I listen to New York sports radio every day. I listen to the fan (laughs) and I can like, I don't think people, I think people are misunderstanding. They're not, I don't think they're being a cocky. They're saying like, oh, they're going to do this. They're going to do that. I think they're confident. And it's been a long time since this franchise and the guys in that locker room, but even with the Jamal Adams and, you know, guys like they have like a Santonio Holmes and Bart Scott, there has not been a lot of confidence. Now there is. And I think people are scared of that. And I think the more that they build that up, that's the way they want to go like one step at a time. And that's what I think Joe Douglas is doing. Build that confidence and then once you can be a little bit cocky, then you get to that point. But build yep. that confidence as much as possible so the franchise has a good path moving forward. And they do have a good path moving forward. This should be a really good team this year. And they it starts start. with Yep, it starts at the top with those guys with Douglas, with Sala, the character they build. And then you bring in a guy like Rogers. And that's where something Rogers that he did say a couple of times on Hard Knocks is we haven't played any games yet. It's not September 11th yet. You heard Sala say that to Quinn and Williams when he was having a good practice. They know they're confident, but like you said, they haven't done anything yet. They haven't proven anything yet. Back to, I know we kind of got off sideways with Jamal Adams for a second. I don't think he was a bad player when he was here. He was a great player when he was here, but the Jets end up flipping him into a guy that then they turned into a bunch of really good assets that built this young defense. So you alluded to it earlier, DJ Reed, his comments are going viral again because it seems like everything the Jets do right now is going viral. He said that this team, and by the way, in all the clips, uh, I'll say what he said in a second, but all the clips, I don't see the question in any of the clips. So the question could have been leading him to an answer like that. Like, what was the the question? Is this defense going to be generational? How do you feel about, or was it just simply, how do you feel about this defense? The question well, I don't cut Rich, out makes me think that the question was something that led him closer to the answer. But the answer that he said was, just to give it to the audience who maybe hasn't heard it yet, he said, yes, this defense could be really great, but it could also be historically special. And he mentioned the 85 Bears and what is it? The Legion of Boom. What was it? Yes. 2013 uh, yep, Seahawks. Seahawks. He mentioned yeah. those two teams. So he said this defense could be that good. I and think there's, the, there's the word, is could he didn't yeah. say they w- they are and didn't exactly. say they will be. That's that's why I when I was listening to the radio today and people and like I mean not to like Evan Roberts is freaking out like that like they're messing with like that he's scared shitless now that the game is going to be like the season's coming in a number of days. But it's like, dude, he didn't say they're going to be. He said they could be. There's a major major difference when you put that word in front of what you're trying to say and i think people got got it so misconstrued and it's like this is the whole going back to the confidence thing instead of being cocky when he says they could be not not they haven't done anything yet you can go back all those games that they blew last year from a defensive standpoint where they couldn't get a big stop minnesota buffalo seattle like all those games that they should have they probably could have been in or even should have won they haven't done anything but the point remains, if you have confidence like that, but you're not like the the way it's being said, yeah, okay, people could take what they want out of it, but he didn't directly say we are the 85 Bears or the Legion of Boom. He said we could be. And 
when I heard that, like I watched that clip again, I heard that day and I'm like, okay, why are people getting so bent out of shape when he's just saying, that's what this defense thinks about the, in that room, how confident they are that they could be like that. Not they're going to be like, like yep. I, I just, this also goes back to why, like the whole conversation that like the whole hype train, people are just getting it so misunderstood. Like, there is confidence. It's not and cockiness. I agree. And I understand a guy like Evan Roberts being uh, skeptical and scared. It's what we said also. We're cautiously optimistic. But you don't want exactly. the team to be cautiously optimistic. You want them to be confident going into the season. You want them to feel like we're really good. I think that's a good thing for the team to feel like that. And there's one big reason why they feel like that. Even the defense. Why are they so confident this year in their unit? Not only because of what they did last year. But there's number eight on the sideline. There's Rodgers. Rodgers yeah. brings a confidence. So, Aaron Rodgers, what are your expectations for Rodgers this year? My expectations are like 35 to 38 touchdowns, maybe like eight or nine interceptions. And he turns Garrett Wilson into the best wide receiver in the National Football League. I've had this conversation with many, many people that Wilson is just on the cusp. He's not there yet with Diggs and um, Jefferson and DK Metcalf and all the other guys you might want to name. He's Devontae on the verge. Yeah, Yeah, Devontae Adams. Even though I I saw, yeah, I saw what he said. I saw what uh, Wilson said about being compared to Devontae Adams and how awesome that. That you know what? That's a humble answer, and I loved it. Instead of him like, like we said, being cocky and saying, "Oh, I'm possibly better," but I don't think. I don't think he's like that. I think he's a very like down to earth guy. Same thing with Sauce Gardner. But getting back to Rogers, just be confident. That's it. Yeah. I don't want. I I don't need. You want to? I I don't like. Of course, we want the running gun, high flying offense, the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allen, the Justin Herbert, and that's great and all. But just be confident. That's. Yep. I think as a Jet fan, who has endured. I mean. And look, I'll say I give full credit to Zach Wilson. He looks like he's remade his image, and I really appreciate that because he took it on the chin. And <laughs> the face you're making about yeah, that, dude. Okay, it's great that he's he's rehabilitated himself. But it looks he's not like going to be here. If this goes well, we'll never see him play another snap for the Jets. Because... And I'm fine with that. And I'm fine okay. with that. Yeah. But I also go for the fact that he just he looks like there's a chip off his shoulder. He looks like there was a weight taking off his shoulder. And if he's going to learn from a legend like Aaron Rodgers, if, I mean, come down two or three years, if he's still here and he got, he has his confidence and he has that learn, he has all those tools to his advantage. I won't be that upset if he could possibly be the starting quarterback. I mean, see, that's down the road. If it's I was looking, it's a big if. If I was looking down to see your face because my screen's like down here in front of me, then you I, you wouldn't have been able to see that face that I was rolling my eyes at you saying Zach Wilson. So I'm just trying to keep my eyes up on the camera and just listen and figure no, out when you're when you're done. So I know to ask the next question. Speaking uh, of, no, cool. um, we talk about being cautiously optimistic. It's been a theme so far. To me, there's so many things that could go wrong. I agree with you. All we need is Rodgers to be competent. If they had competent, decent quarterback, if they had middle of the road quarterback the last, last year. year if they had Kenny Pickett make- last year, they would have won 10 games, right? So they'd be in the playoffs. The play- they'd be a playoff team. Oh, for sure. For sure. So 
the, what, but what could go wrong with Rodgers is this is a guy who's turning 40. He's coming off a thumb injury. He had his worst year of his career. The running backs, one's not healthy. One was cut, and then they signed him for nothing. The offensive line could crumble. Even the defense, you want to talk about the defense. I'm sure Evan Roberts talked about this today when he said, you guys haven't done anything yet. Here are the quarterbacks you beat last year. You beat Skylar Thompson. You beat Trevor Simeon. Jacoby Brissett on a miracle at the end of the game. You beat uh, a combination of Trubisky and Pickett in his first ever NFL game, and that was a miracle. You beat the injured Rodgers, who the aforementioned had a bad year last year. Now he's your quarterback. And you beat Brett Rippon, and amazingly, somehow you beat Josh Allen. I don't know how, and you were really good against him a second time. So, And then you lost the teams because you couldn't get stops against a team like the Detroit Lions. So again, stuff like that, like, I know I want to be confident. I want to be excited. But how do you ignore all that negativity that could go wrong? You can't ignore it. As a Jet fan, it's in our DNA. It's in our blood. Every, uh, I mean, going, like, this all comes back to the whole confidence thing. We can be confident that the team is going to be really good. But, of course, there's always going to be in the back of your mind. And this goes with any any team that you root for in this town. It doesn't matter if it's a Jet fan, Giant fan, Islander fan, Ranger fan. It doesn't matter. Anything can go wrong and can destroy a season. And everything that you just said is right. But, and maybe I'm naive, motivation goes a very long way. Especially and, with Rodgers. And that, that's just what I was about to get to. What, listening to him, and of course, actions speak loud in the words, but listening to what he's had to say, and what he's done since he's gotten here, I've never seen a more motivated player probably come to a team in my lifetime. And that really played, that really struck a chord with me. Yeah. That he is super, super motivated. I mean, we all heard what he said the first time he walked into one, uh, one, one Jets drive. He said, that Super Bowl trophy looks lonely. Immediately, that, that struck. Like, you don't just, you don't say that. I mean, coming to a new team that you just got to, but I think he knows what he's being brought in here for. And I think he's going to motivate these guys. Like he's going to be a field general out there, like you said. And of course things could absolutely go wrong. The offensive line couldn't be, in, it could be in shambles. Makai Beckton get a hurt. He can get hurt on the first snap next week. I'm praying he doesn't knocking on wood <laughs> because that's a guy when he's on the field, he's really freaking good. Yep. Always has really been. good. And when he and when he's not on the field, it shows. And I just even with all the questions about the offensive line, I think a lot of it gets overblown. I mean, look, of course, we saw it in hard knocks and we heard about it. it the the report of the beat reporters who tweet about it and everything. But I like when I'm hearing the quarterback say he's not that worried, that gives me a little bit of solace. It really does. Yep. And to even go back to uh the, the running back uh situation, look. If Brees Hall is even half of what he, if he's even half this year of what he was last year, they're in good shape. Yeah. They are. They're going to be in good shape. Their running game should be a lot better this year. We saw it for the first couple of weeks. What, how good it was, and that was with, without a Dalvin Cook now in the backfield, and that was with, I guess we didn't realize it, a Brees Hall who was on the verge of being gone for the season. But I'm not at the point where it's all doom and gloom. Of course, it could become doom and gloom. Look, they could lose 45 to 10 next Monday, and I'll still be like, all right, it's one, it's game, one game, Yep. but move on to the next week. And of course, their schedule is very tough the first couple of weeks. We're, we're going to go over it. But 
and just being cautiously like not being doom. You can't be doom and gloom going into this year. That's why the whole cautiously optimistic take is the right one to take. I mean, people thinking that it's all just going to go to shit again. It's like, I, I just, I can't see it. Not with the guy who's going to be behind center and with the weapons, the weapons yeah. that they have now on offense and defense, their defensive line is three deep when it comes to their depth. I mean, they've got like, they've got linebackers. They've got the bat. They've got good safeties. They've got sauce Gardner. We mentioned Garrett Wilson, even the tight ends last year. We had the conversation last year until they had a tight, like until they brought in CJ Uzama and uh, for the better part, uh, Ty Conklin, they didn't have a tight end for like 10 years going back to, I think yep. it was just going back to Dustin Keller. And there's also hype had, around Ruckert this year. Yeah. Big hype. And I, I really, I'm, I'm very interested to watch that as a long, as a long Island guy myself, yeah, of know, course. He, I have a soft spot for him and I've heard nothing but great things about him in training camp, but it's like, they've got so many weapons for it to just all go to shit. It's going to be really, really tough. I think yeah, so, it will. I, I, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the schedule. We're going to go through it. So what we're going to do here, it's the only way I think is the best way to actually preview the season to walk through the wins and losses. They're over under for win totals. Do you know it off the top of your head? I have it here, but I was just, I'm just curious if you know it. Uh, I don't know it off the top of my head. I've probably it's, seen it tweeted out. It's nine and a half. So you think that's a little insulting. It's a little bit low, but I'll tell you this. There are eight teams in the league that have the win total of nine and a half as over under wins. Those eight teams are Miami, the Jets, mm -hmm. Cleveland, Jacksonville, the Chargers, Dallas, Detroit, and New Orleans. And I think one thing those nine teams have in common or eight teams have in common rather is that these are all teams that you could see winning four games and you could see them winning 13 games. Miami, if Tua gets hurt and that becomes a hell, right, becomes injury hell for them, they could win four games. But if Tua stays healthy and they're really good, they can win 13. The Jets, yep. the same thing. And if everything goes wrong, you can see them winning four or five games. If everything goes great, they can win 13 games, win a Super Bowl. Cleveland, is Deshaun Watson the same guy? Does he come back and is he great? Jacksonville, I mean, everyone expects them to take the next step, but maybe not. The Chargers, I think Brandon Staley's a terrible head coach, but at the, on the other hand, we also have Justin Herbert. Uh, I think that I think the Jaguars should win the AFC South walking away this year. I, I agree with you. Dallas, the same thing where, you know, they're in the toughest of the non-tough divisions in the NFC and then Detroit. Everyone's so high on, but like, what have they done to deserve that? They're in the jet. They are, they're in the jets. They're in the jet situation. No, but what have they done to get to? No, no, they're not because the jets brought in a hall of fame quarterback had the best draft last year not this this past season we don't know yet but had the best draft in the league last year they brought in two wide receivers or three actually they brought in a running back who was a really good running back last year what have and their defense which was great last year apparently got better what have the detroit lions done they haven't improved from last year i think just going based on just the way the two team two franchises are and the how once they get a little bit of something good that's when like the excitement builds and I, and I mean, oh, for sure. From that perspective, I agree that yes. from that perspective, I, that's why I said, I feel like the jets and the lions, I think are the going to be the two biggest stories in football this year. Yep. They are because now you have Dan Campbell going into year three. It's year three. Am, am I, right? I think I'm, I think it's year three. Yes. yes. But still. Cause year one was the heart or it might be. Yeah. Last year was year two. Yeah, it's it was year the three. Hard knocks year. So year one was yeah, yeah, year yeah. before that. Yep. So, yep. but 
the way both franchises have started to move their trajectory has started to up each time. And now you saw when Detroit, like last year, that winning streak that they went on, they were the toast of football, even though they didn't make the playoffs. They were yep. like everyone said that I don't think yeah, anyone would have want to play them in the to uh, go on that there. to go on that winning streak. Yeah. They had to start one and six to get to that point. So like, Again, I don't know. Anyway, let's. This isn't a Detroit Lions podcast. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the Jets. And it starts. We'll go through the schedule. It starts with Week One. I also do have the lines, like who's favored in which game. Obviously, mm-hmm. so far out, it doesn't matter. But I just want to go week by week, quickly give a like a quick preview of what we think, and just go win loss seventeen or I guess yeah eighteen weeks of the season. Um, mm-hmm. And let's talk about it. 17 games in 18 weeks and starts on Monday night, less than a week already, which is crazy. Oh my God. I'm excited. Uh, they're home for now. the Bills, and this is it. Home Bills, week one. The Bills are favored, minus one, I see right here. I don't have the FanDuel numbers, which I trust more in front of me, I but I do have. I saw earlier they were two and a half point. The Jets are two and a half point underdog going into uh, yeah, that, next month. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. But we're not talking about the money line. We're just talking, or I guess the gambling line, win or loss, do you think the Jets are beating the Bills on Monday? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yes. I, I agree. Think, uh, yeah. No, I, I think the atmosphere, knowing it's Roger's debut, you want to throw in the 9-11 aspect too? Like people are going to be so, yeah, it's going to be, it's just going to be an unreal atmosphere. Monday Night Football. You're the biggest story in football. Like they put you on this game because they know you're going to draw numbers. I, I know it's all that's all semantics, but this is the first chance for the Jets to show that they're not like this is different. Last year was just a taste. Now it's like they're going to be there the entire time in Buffalo. Uh, in Buffalo's uh, neck of the woods, if Miami is up there again, the uh, fighting for the division, like they're going to. You have to make a statement. This is a statement game. It's gonna from the very moment it begins. We know, like we we could talk all about the hype going into it, and the fact that the Jets beat them last year at home for the first time in a couple of years, and everyone thought at that moment, even you, I thought that they had no chance of winning that game, and I thought at that moment this team is special. They might be able to do something. They they could do some. They can do some damage moving forward. And of course, we know what, like we know how it unfolded. But now it's another shot at Josh Allen. They still run the division. They are the they are the kings of the AFC East now. They've been for a couple of years. They've got to show them that it's like this is different now. Like we're gonna they we're ready to be in that conversation of the elite. And I know yep. it's only gonna be one game, but against a division rival and. Even if they lose, I won't be super upset because, as we mentioned, it's one week. But this is as big as it gets for a week one game in a very, very long time. Yeah, and by the way, just that big difference. I thought about this before we started this podcast. I was thinking about this uh, last night when I was thinking preparing for this episode. I was thinking, 
when was the last time we went into a jet season where even last year where you can have actual that butterflies on a sun on, on a sunday going into a game where you really felt like every game in the nfl because there's only 17 of them is must win so yeah. where you really felt like this team needs to win this game because they have a shot to be something special this year I feel like every year for the last few years, other than the second half, maybe of the Fitzpatrick year where they, okay, now they're good in 15. Every other year after that was like, they're not going to win that many games this year. So we don't even have to think about wins and losses. This is the first time where every win matters. The one that I can go back to was, uh, it was opening night. It was now, it's 11 years ago when they played the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. They opened the season. Yep. Back-to-back AFC Championship games like you're about to mention. And like, Everyone said, like, this is like, they're a super, like, they should be in the Super Bowl that year. And it all came crashing down uh, toward the end of the season. And yeah. it's just like, but this is, this is going to be probably the biggest game in the, in, uh, since the Jets have moved to MetLife Stadium. Uh, since they, I mean, since they moved it, like, since the building was built from their side, from their perspective, this is going to, this is the biggest home game they've had probably since, uh, since they got there. And yeah. the atmosphere is going to match that. And I think the players are going to be ready. I think you're going to have the bit, you know, they're going to be rocking the vintage white jerseys. I got yeah, mine in my closet. I, oh, I love it. It's going to like the, like everything going into this game is going to be must watch. And from a jet, from a jet fan perspective, and just from a, just regular football fan perspective, like now it's put up or shut up. So, yeah. and that's what it what, is. Tell it's, me what you got. It's a statement game. I think they're winning. I think it's a statement game. Rodgers is not going to come out and lose the first week. This defense has dominated Josh Allen in his career. It's not just last year. You go back, he's played, I think, nine games, thrown eight touchdowns and seven picks against this team. He's not been the Josh Allen that he is against 31 other teams. He hasn't been that against the Jets. So I I like that. I think even with, you know, Buffalo's going to have some fire coming in with DeMar Hamlin coming back and all that, and I respect that. but. I don't think they're going. I think the Jets want to prove they, there's been so much hype. There's been so much talk. I think they finally want to just make a statement, and it's a statement win week one. Week two, they then travel to Dallas again. The Jets are underdogs. And by the way, I'm keeping score. I'm writing down mine and your. I already have okay. you know, mine written down <laughs> here, obviously, yeah. but I'll write down your what you have them so that we could keep track where they are at the end of the year so that we know, yep. you know what the record is. And then we could, it, we could cry about it at the end of the year. We could be very happy. <laughs> oh, well, at the end of this podcast, we'll probably be happy about it. At the end of the year, actually, we'll probably cry about it. But we'll get to that <laughs> in 17 weeks from now. Uh, yeah. The Jets and the Cowboys. Cowboys are favored, at least what I have here. These lines are all going to change. But based on whatever happens in week one, as of now, if the Cowboys lose to the Giants and the Jets beat the Bills, then this line will change. But as of now, Cowboys are favored at home, minus three. Jets and Cowboys week two, what do you got? I have the Jets winning, and the reason why is because Aaron Rodgers owns owns the Dallas Cowboys. I had the exact same thought process. If you make the Jets go seventeen and zero, I won't be happy. But I had the exact <laughs> same thought process. I was like, he owns Dallas. He owns that stadium. He owns Jerry World. I don't think the Jets are losing there. I mean, uh, just the way I've heard about the everything I've heard about the Cowboys and with the Dak situation, and they brought in Trey Lance. And it's just like, it's just so much, there's so much smoke around there. And it, yep. it just, it makes you think like the Jets could go in there and put a beat down on them. Uh, and look, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but there were games last year. Like there are games sometimes when the Cowboys are at home, they put up duds and 
they, look, they always play Aaron Rodgers hard, whichever, especially when he was with Green Bay. The fact that it's their home opener, they're going to be hyped and ready to go. And this is going to be the first real road test for the Jets. I mean, they were a, they were an excellent road team last year until yeah, the, better than the home second team. half of the season. Yeah, yeah, until the second half of the season. But I just feel like that history and the fact that, I mean, look, Dallas, they might have the second next to maybe the Jets or a few other teams. They have probably the second best running game in football with uh, uh, Tony Pollard and Deuce Vaughn. So we'll see. And Dallas has got some extra weapons now, too. Not just he's not uh, Dak's not just going to throw the ball to CD Lamb all the time. You know, I, I mean, their defense, though, is skeptic, skeptical, even though they got to the divisional champion, the divisional round last year and lost, even though like their, the, the, the division, I mean, their defense was not the reason they lost to San Francisco last year. Yeah, it's more so the offense. I mean, that game was just a slog. It was a slog. But, yeah, no, they're they're a great defense, and I'm scared of Micah Parsons and Aaron Rodgers' face all day. I just don't see Rodgers losing, and I see that being as a game that the Cowboys, like you said, the type of game yeah. the Cowboys blow. And I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, if I'm a Cowboy fan, I'd be scared of Quinton Williams and John oh, Franklin sure. Myers and yes. those guys being in uh, Dak's face all day long. But it should be a slug. I think it'll be a slugfest, that game. I think it'll yeah. be a high-scoring game, too. I see Rodgers driving down for a game-winning field goal, that type of thing. Maybe, you know, Sauce gets a game-winning pick or something like that. But yeah, low-scoring, close game. So then that brings you to week three. The Jets come back home and they face the Pats. They're 2-0. and They're feeling good about themselves. They're going to be favored in that game. They're already favored oh, minus man. four and a half. It's going to go up. I have I the Jets losing. I told you this at nauseum last year. Yep. They have to beat the New England Patriots sooner or later. I have them winning this game. Okay. And the reason why is because as much as Belichick is on the other side and it's still the New England Patriots, the Jets are the better team. And they should flex their muscles and put – I want them to score 50. I don't think I'm the only one either. I w- they need to beat the New England Patriots at home. It has not happened since Eric Decker, OT winner, uh, back in 2015. That was the last time the Jets won at home against New England. Brother, I feel it's you. Ridiculous. I, they need it's they ridiculous. need to beat them. I there's no score that could be enough for them to beat them. It has to be 50 to zero, literally. Exactly. Like, there is no score that's enough. I just I think that's the perfect time. Where we're still going to let down. We're going to feel exactly like same old Jets. All the negativity is going to come back. You're 2 0, you're favored, and then you lose at home to the Jets. I feel it. I've never been more confident about something in my life that that's how the first three games of the season (laughs) are going to go. And I feel terrible about it, but that's just how I feel. I mean, look, I plan on being at this game. This is the one game I had marked on my calendar. One, also because it might be one of the cheapest cheapest games this year because tickets are. I'll text Ridiculous. you afterwards about that. Yeah. yeah. We'll be in <laughs> but, touch. Yeah. But this is another statement game. Like they're not the same Patriots anymore. The aura is gone yep. and they're like, the Jets should be in Matt. They should be planting Mac Jones into the ground that day. Yes. I look, I totally, I'm all with you that it could be the number one, <laughs> number one scoring defense in the NFL last year was the Patriots. They score a ton of points. I just see them sacking Rogers and having three pick sixes on him in that day. Like, I don't know. The reason it's I tough. don't, sometimes the laundry makes all the difference, right? I know the reason I see them winning this game is because I think Salah is going to forget the first two weeks of the season. 
I think he's going to go back to that game that they lost at home last year, where if it wasn't for a bullshit call on John Franklin Myers, the entire season would have been different. Me and yeah, you have we talked, talked about, about that. this. Yep. That, that one moment completely changed the entirety of the season because then that they go into the half up, I think it would have been 17-3, and probably they wouldn't have had uh, Zach Wilson need to throw the ball as much and the defense would have just be done what it did, what it was doing the first half, but I think that I think Salah is going to challenge his defense that game to be like, look, we know what happened last year when we played these guys. We dominated them, especially up in New England. They should have won that game too. We know this; it's revisionist history by now. But it's a, forget that it's a division game. It's a game that every Jet fan, including yourself, that. They have to win. You cannot lose to the Patriots now. You just can't. Not with the yeah. talent assembled and with the fact that the Patriots The suck. talent disparity. Yep. And, and Rodgers can do all the things talking about Jet Life Stadium and it's, and it's you know, we're the team in this town. None of that. He'll learn that, that no Jet fan cares about the Giants. We care about the Patriots. You know, that like to that, like that's what we care about. All right. Week three, we'll talk about the Patriots again because they're coming up again. They play them twice, so I'm sure we'll talk about it again. So let's move on to week four, the Chiefs. It's at my life stadium, Sunday night football. I do think it'll be a close, hotly contested game. You have the defending champs coming off of the loss against the Pats in my book. Um, in your book, they're 3-0 and now, and they're playing the defending champs. Most hype Sunday night football game in a long, in a long time. Yeah. What do you think happens week four against the Chiefs? I think they lose. Okay. It's, uh, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, it's a diff, just, it's just a different animal, man. The Chiefs are a different animal. You know, Mahomes, when he's on and when it comes, when it's under the lights, the bright lights, he just, he's a diff, like, he just plays out of his goddamn mind. And this is going to be that first, I feel like this is going to be that first type of game where the Jets, not saying they won't face adversity all the first two games of the season, but it's a Sunday night game. It's a rarity. The Jets don't get those games. Now, of course, now they do with Rodgers in the mix, but it's the defending champs. Now they have like two one o'clock games all year. I know. Everyone's talking the Jets hype. Chiefs are still there, man. They're the defending champions, and they they run this conference. And I think that it's one of those games where if they beat the Patriots the week before, It'll be a let. They can let. That's the kind of game I could see with them losing uh, against KC. Like a told, that's a letdown spot. As much as you don't want it to be, and you want them to win every game, Chiefs are just. It's it's a diff, They're just a different animal, and they they're going to be. It's just going to be one of those games where, as you said, it could be a hard fought back and forth game. But I see Kansas City coming out on top. It's Mahomes is just. He's on another level. He's too good. Yeah, I was just looking this up because I, I was wrong. I thought it was. I mean, it's the last three NFL MVPs were Mahomes, Rodgers, and Rodgers, right? Um, I, I, uh, Rodgers won it two years ago. He won two years and three years ago. He won yeah, both. Yeah, he won so back, Mah- back. But but the year before that, I was wondering if it was Mahomes, but no, it was Lamar won it the year before the yeah, two Rodgers yeah. back-to-back. So, yeah, but still, you're, you're going up against the league MVP. I agree with you. I think they lose that game. So to me... You're then going into Denver in week f- in week uh, four. We, sorry, week five. Week five. Week five. They're going to blow the doors off the Broncos. What do you think? This game is spicy. And I was waiting until we got to this because I saw it coming up next. And I was like, 
the whole Nathaniel Hackett, Sean Payton, that's going to be headline news the entire week. Looking at what they did to them last year with how they just dominated them defensively. And look, it was Brett Rippon playing quarterback for Denver. And that game, the Jets probably could have ran away with that game. And they didn't because both offenses were just atrocious that day. I see the Jets winning this game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Uh, everyone, I think a lot of people are sleeping on Denver. It's, it's a, I mean, they could be good again this year with Peyton at the helm. I mean, Russell Wilson, he still has that, those flashes where he can give you a really, really <laughs> the facial expression when I said that. Well, um, I don't want to cut you off, but yeah, I don't believe in Russell Wilson. I got him for four bucks I, in my fantasy league. I still don't believe in, yeah, in him. It's, it's not that I don't believe in him, but it always he's always got that one game still like he had that game in london last year against uh, against jacksonville where they came back to win and he was probably he was at the cusp of it, he was at the cusp of it all like he was the reason one of the reasons why they won that game in london against jacksonville but i feel like this is going to be a like knockdown drag him out defensive style game and i see the jets winning and I mean, I think things could get a little bit fire. Things could get a little bit feisty on that uh, field that day. They not saying cheap will. shots, not saying cheap shots, but I yeah. think the, the tackles will be a little bit harder. There'll be a little bit more stuff after uh, after the whistle. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that that's you know that's the type of game is going to be because. But you talked about Rogers when he has motivation, when he has a little extra motivation. You oh, went yeah. after his guy Nathaniel Hackett. And he already talked. Keep your coach. Keep my coach's name out of your mouth. Black blackboard material. Yeah, that's going to be Rodgers, I think, is going to want to go off against a really good Denver defense. That's how I see it going down. And also, to me, it's going to be like, okay, the Jets just lost two in a row to the Pats and the Chiefs. Maybe they're not this good, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm going to go into Denver and I'm going to destroy the guy who called me out before and called my coach out before the season started. And then week six, you come home again and you face against Philly, the defending NFC champions. In your book, they're four and one. I have them at three and two going into that game. Final week before the bye. What do you think happens that week? I think they lose to Philadelphia because they never, ever, ever beat. They have never beaten the Philadelphia Eagles in their franchise history. And it's going to be an Eagle. It'll essentially be a 50-50 split. It'll be a lot of Eagle fans. Yep. And I mean, a lot of Eagle. Knowing it's a 425 start and they're coming right up the turnpike. Um. I remember the last time the Jets played the Eagles it was a couple of years ago. That was actually one of Zach's more impressive games back then. And that was him and Elijah Moore were just like the only two guys who could do anything that day. Now it's different. That was a different uh, Eagles team. Yep. It was a different Eagles team too. Uh, I just, the Eagles are just, they're the class of the NFC, man. And yep. I, it's that game, it's week six. You know, now teams are starting to figure out who they are as a, like go as the season rolls on. I don't know. I I just feel like the, the Jets just somehow every time they play the Eagles, it just never they just never find a way to like compete. It's really hard. Every yeah. every time it's either an Eagles blowout or the Jets find a way to just shoot themselves in the foot. And I mean, I don't know. I, I don't have Rogers' history against Philadelphia like up right now, but it's a that's a team he knows very well. He knows the Eagles very well. He and I feel like Philly, like that defense is so goddamn good. I mean, it's the Georgia Bulldogs, essentially. That's their defense. Right. And, Jay, like, Hertz is going to be on a mission this year. I mean, I know I even I – I think someone said he has the picture of him walking off the field at the Super Bowl 
as his phone background to as a reminder. He's four and three against the Eagles, by the way. He's four and three. Fourteen touchdowns, five picks. Mm, yep. Okay, I, I just Philly has their number, man, and I I just don't see that changing um, uh, unless Rodgers goes off. Uh, like you said, he would the week before against Denver, and they have the toughest defensive line, in my opinion. Um, like, oh yeah, because they have so many guys to rush to the quarterback, and then they get they add Jalen Carter to that, which is just stupid. Um, all right, so the way I have it, three and three going into the bye, I think they're going to lose also, and I have the narratives being like, well, if you look, they beat the Bills in Week One, but then since then they lose the big one, they lose to the Patriots, a team they need to beat, they lose to the Chiefs, which are the best team in the division, they lose to the defending NFC champions, the Phillies. Look, they're three and three. There's panic. This is what we're going to be talking about all the bye week. We're going to be talking about how, yeah, they beat, okay, they beat Denver and, and Dallas. Who cares? Big whoop. They're not beating the teams they need to beat. And then coming out of the bye, the first opportunity you get mm. is you get to face off against the Giants. Officially a Giants home game. So I guess at Giants week eight. Yeah. Already put the bulletin board material up there. We know it's there. Rogers chip on his shoulder. What do you think happens that week? I think they win that week. And uh, the reason I, you. I think they win one because they'll be coming off the bye and they'll be angry because they lost to Philadelphia uh, the week, uh, two weeks earlier. And I also think, you know, we saw what, uh, especially from hard knocks that there's going to be some extra going into this game, you know, especially with the whole Jihad, Jihad Ward thing with Rogers. Um, the way, I guess the way, I mean, even the way Garrett Wilson torched the guy, uh, torched the the cornerback who he did on that first play, and I just think this game could be a bloodbath in the, in a, in a good way. No, like you're gonna have two teams who are probably gonna need a win at that point. Uh, I mean, we're not gonna go off on a tangent about the Giants. They should be good this year. I don't know if they're gonna be as like people probably know the book on them this year now going in as opposed to last year. I mean, with Dable being in his first year as head coach. Uh, they didn't have the same weapons that they had last year that they will have this year with Darren Waller and a health, more healthy Saquon Barkley. But that game, uh, I mean, the Jets have won the last two games. The, they've won the last two meetings between uh, when they played against the Giants. And I feel like the Jets have their number right now. And that's the kind of game where I could see the defense going, like put, taking it to another level, knowing that yep. it's New York, New York. You have the you have Daniel Jones on the other side, who is like going into this season is supposed to be like take that next step, and everyone's talking like the Giants' defense is so good, and we'll see. But the Jets' defense, I feel that game is going to be on another level because they're motivated, knowing that they don't like. It's also essentially going to be half a home game for them because there's going to be a lot of Jet fans in that crowd. Yeah, I think that they're going to be ready to go. And I think the Jet, like, I could see that being low scoring, like low scoring, because both defenses are really there. They could be really, really good this year. Both could be in the top 10, even top five of the league. But I see the Jets winning that game. Yeah, I don't think it'll be close. I think it's going to be a statement game also. I think the Giants are good, but I don't think they're as good as people want them want to think they are. I think Rodgers wants to destroy the Giants. He showed that in hard knocks. He cares so much about being the, the big brother in town. I think mm. Brian Dable's an excellent coach. I think Saquon's awesome. I love Kayvon Thibodeau. I got to see the Giants play last year in person. I was extremely impressed with every phase of the game. I still think that's a week, like you said, coming off the bye, losing to Philly, 
I think that's a statement game when Rodgers did lose to this Giants team last year with Green Bay, but yeah. I think it's a totally different scenario. I think he's going to crush the Giants and then go into week nine. They're home again for the Chargers. What do you think about that game? That could be also that could be a letdown spot, but I have it down as a win. Okay. West Coast team coming to the East Coast on a Monday night. All the recipe for the Jets to play a pretty have a pretty solid performance. As you were you said it earlier about Brandon Staley, like he's he might be gone by the time this game. He might be gone by the time by the this way. game rolls around. Yeah, yeah, he might like we don't know. I mean, look, Justin Herbert is phenomenal. I mean, you still have Austin Eckler, you've got Keenan Allen, you've got uh Mike Williams. Mike Williams, you got the one of the Bosa's on the other side. So it should be a very entertaining game. Definitely could be a high scoring game. I just feel like the Jets will have the advantage knowing that they won't have to go anywhere from the week prior. And you got anytime a West Coast team comes out to the East Coast, it's you know the time change. And especially knowing it's a Monday night game, you know, it's different. Like the atmosphere will be it'll be a pumped up atmosphere, especially if they come off a win against the Giants. Like uh, I mean, I think uh, not not even just to get off, but I think it was Beningo who said it that there shouldn't be any home games this year where it should be like twenty percent the opposition fan, thirty percent, forty percent. These games should be it should be like they need to have a home field advantage this year. That is going to that's going to be huge for them. Going and in. from everyone in the Jets like community and media that I've talked to, it sounds like there will be fans are excited to go see this team this yeah. year for the first time in a while. And I know it from the ticket market. I see what look at what the ticket market looks astronomical like astronomical right now. Yeah, it's like two hundred fifty bucks to get the cheapest seat to get into MetLife Stadium for the home opener. So again, that's that's insane. I, I agree with you. I think they'll beat the Chargers. I think the Chargers wherever they go are at a disadvantage as far as home versus road. And I don't trust this Chargers coaching staff. I think the team overall is going to take a step back. I think the Jets beat the Chargers. And then the following week, you talked about this again in prime time. At this point, the Jets will have been home for about a month because you go back to the Philly game and then the bye week. Yeah. And then they're the Giants, so they still haven't traveled. They will have not left New York in about a month. And then they a fly to Vegas. Yep, they fly to Vegas. Uh, I guess that's a Sunday night game, right? Because the NBC game. So it's Sunday night. Yeah, at Vegas. I think this could be a nice bonding road trip. I'm going to give them a win in week 10. What do you say? I think they lose. You think they lose? All right. And uh, and the reason why, they always have trouble with the Raiders. Even going back to when they were in Oakland, somehow the Raiders are just like uh, one of those teams that always is a thorn in the side of the Jets. Whenever the, Yes, I have so many the, memories of like playing on the baseball, of them playing on the baseball field and losing to the Raiders. Yup, yeah. And like things are like things would go badly after that. Also, yep. it's Vegas. First time the Jets are out there. Of course, there's going to be a lot of transplanted New Yorkers out there. I mean, I, I know a lot of people are, I mean, I was planning on going out there. That's not happening, especially when I saw the prices. But... <laughs> Being that it's a Sunday night game, they're going to have a whole, like, they'll probably fly out there probably Friday, Saturday, whatever, because of the time change. Vegas, it's, I mean, it's, look, it's not like when it's the Golden Knights the first year and you have, like, the Vegas flu with teams that, like, when they went in there and played, like, absolute dog shit, like, uh, hockey-wise. But it's just, like, this is another game against a team they should beat. That kind of, that road, that road atmosphere I don't know. I, I'm not saying it's like a recipe for disaster, but I just feel like 
this kind of game could be one that they play well, but they lose, they end up losing a close game. All right. So that brings us to week 11. We're both at six and three in both of our books. And you go back into Buffalo. First time in Buffalo this year. It's already colder, right? What date that falls out? November 19th. It's probably already right pretty cold in Buffalo. Yep. So it's week 11, 425 start. And they're in Buffalo. You think they win against Buffalo a second time? I think they can. I don't think they do. Look, going back to last year when they were in Buffalo and we saw what happened with Mike White and him literally having his ribs broken on the field and just the way they were in that game. They were. Yeah. They could have won. They could have absolutely won that. They could have stole that game on the road. They were playing really well defensively. One play kind of changed the entire facet of the game. I think. Uh, I think it was a fourth down conversion. I think. It, I think it was Allen to Knox. I could be wrong. I think. Whatever. So too, yeah. It's tight I think end. It, I, yeah. And they just they they never were able to get back into the game at that point. Going on the road into Buffalo. It's you said it's going to be cold. It's going to be loud there too. Knowing that if the Jets beat them in week one and knowing it's 10 weeks later, you know, the Buffalo is going to want to, they're going to want revenge. And, you know, Allen is going to be on another level that day. Um, I just, that's the kind of game I could see them losing. Yeah. Uh, it just, it just doesn't like something doesn't add up right when they go to, when they go to Buffalo now, even though they play well and their defense plays well, that's the kind of game I could see Aaron Rodgers struggling in. It's, yep. uh, I mean, I look, I know he played in Green Bay and he's familiar with the cold, but a division game like this, where it could be a pre like this kind of game could be for the division at that point, especially, I mean, I don't know what I have. I don't know what I have record wise for them. You have it written going down. into the game. You have them six and three going into the game. Yeah. So I'm not saying, look, of course you can't afford a loss, but this kind of game, I could see, I could see them losing even, I'm not saying getting blown out, but uh, I think this is the kind of game where Rodgers could struggle if things don't go right. Yeah, I think close loss as well. I think that everything you said, I think the defense will keep them in it. They have Allen's number, but I think Bills Mafia at that point is going to be rolling and feel like, hey, we need these wins. I think the Bills will find a way to beat the Jets in that game, in a close game. And then the Jets come home to face the Dolphins for the first time. This is the Friday game, right? That first, that new yeah. Friday game on uh, Black Friday. So you mentioned this is right before they sandwich Thanksgiving. Short schedule for the Jets, although I assume it's a short schedule for the Dolphins also. And you have a Friday afternoon game at MetLife Stadium, Week 12. Jets and Dolphins, first time this year. Dolphin fans talking a lot of shit online. What do you yeah. think happens in that game? I think the Jets win. Uh, I think the atmosphere for that game, knowing it's a 3 o'clock start, and you know the you're gonna know the parking lots are gonna be packed to the gills with people seven o'clock in the morning, and knowing that like first time they're playing Miami and Miami always they always bring out they always usually bring out the best in the Jets like last year when they played at home the Jets throttled them I know look I know it was Teddy Skyler Bridgewater Thompson. and I know it was Skylar Thompson but still like the Jets made a statement that day yep I felt like even more than the Buffalo game because no one thought they had a chance of winning that Miami game. That was like the first hint that this team could be okay. really good. Yeah. 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 Not even that they could be really good, but all right, they can, all right. They're, they're, they got some going because I think that was when they, I don't know if that was when their winning streak started or it was in the middle of their winning streak, whichever one. Uh, but it's going to be, it'll be tough for Miami coming here on a, fr I'm sure it's going to be a short week for them too. And it's also, 
you know, they're going to be away from their families for Thanksgiving. A lot of, a lot of other factors to take in, but I think the Jets, like that kind of game that day in front of the home crowd, that's going to be going berserk. And uh, I think they win. Uh, I think they win going away too. I think they can, I think they can blow them out that day. Yeah. It was the second game of their four game winning streak uh, last year. And yeah, no, I, I agree. I think they win that game as well. And then they stay at home the following two weeks, home Atlanta, home Houston, two teams from the two of the worst divisions in football, the wet, the South, the Southern divisions week 12 and week four, week 13 and 14. I should say I have them both as wins. What do you think? You think one of those is a uh, letdown spot? I think I think the Texans could be a letdown spot, but I do think they win both games. Atlanta, uh, I mean, they're just a weird team right now. I, I think they're they're on the verge of being possibly good. I, I think they could absolutely win that division. The NFC South looks like it could be anyone's division at this point. Um, I mean, uh, I forgot who, I forgot what their head coach's name is. Um, uh, Atlanta, yeah, Smith. Uh, Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith. He's done a pretty, I think he's done a pretty solid job since he's gotten there. And I think when he go, when they play good team, like I've seen when the Falcons play good teams, they, they're in, usually in every game. And I've seen that now the past couple of years. Uh, but a game like this, it's like early December. It's going to be cold. Uh, I think the jets will have a pretty significant advantage. And I think the jets defense could really make it hard on uh, Desmond Ritter that day. And because I, I don't see where he has a lot of weapons uh, yeah. outside the t- outside the tight end. Uh, I mean, unless he has Cordero Patterson, which we know what happened the last time. Yeah, that was <laughs> like, um, and he has like a, like a career game. But I think the Jets they're definitely the better team going into that game. They should be motivated to win that game. Same thing with Houston. As I said, could be a letdown spot. Absolutely could be. We've seen those time and time again. But first year quarterback, I think Salah is going to have like he's going to say, "All right, I'm going to let my defense loose, go get let him. the dog go yeah. get him." Not even make a statement, just like you know, welcome to the NFL moment for um, for CJ Stroud. Yeah, so I agree with you. I think that they both could be letdown spots, but I think the talent disparity is just too much. Obviously, uh, yeah. Atlanta has a little bit more talent. They do have. Bijan Robinson, the rookie. They also right, have Jake right. London, second year wide receiver. And obviously, you mentioned Kyle Pitts. So there could be some more talent there. I just don't think they're talented enough. And I think at home, both games, the Jets will finally, they'll feel like they're getting into a groove. The offense with Rodgers, 13, 14 weeks in. I think the Jets win those two games. And then they go back to Miami. We both have them, I think, at that point, having won six of their last seven games going into Miami, coming out of the bye week. Second time against the Dolphins in Miami, week 15. What do you think happens that week? Well, they seem to play they've seemed to play pretty well in Miami the past couple of years. Even in some of the losses, they've always kept the games close. Yeah. Um, I see this as a win. Depend I think it really depends on if Tua is still around at this point or Yeah, it's, it's impossible <laughs> to predict right now. Yeah. But um, of course, they're going to have, I mean, Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, their running game and their offensive line is not too bad. Their defense isn't something to bat not like that. They're, they're not flashy. They're pretty good. I mean, I know about the Jalen Ramsey injury. That really sucks. But who knows by that time they could have him back um, as another. I mean, they could possibly lock up the division or be still fighting for the division. So this game, I think, could be really, really important. And I think that they could, they absolutely could win. The, I think it's a win for them. 
uh, knowing that they, they're going to be in the thick of it. And if they can find, I mean, if it also means ending the Dolphin season possibly, or, you know, putting a stamp that their season's over, I think that also is a, a big motivating factor going into that game. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think, though, this is the letdown game. I think that week 15 wow. is the letdown game for the Jets. After winning three in a row, six to seven, I think they lose in Miami. You know, looking forward to the next game is is Christmas Eve. I think they lose against the Dolphins, fall to nine and five, going into the final three games of the year. And then the next two games, before we talk about the Patriots, because that's week 18, <laughs> the next two games, Christmas Eve against Washington before going to Cleveland uh, for Thursday night football. So they, they play in the span again, sandwiched with a holiday in between. Yep. They have the yeah, holiday sandwich days. twice this year, uh, home Washington. And then Thursday night football in Cleveland. I have them winning both of those games. What do you think about those two games? Washington could be sneaky this year. Uh, I think that could be a very, very interesting game knowing that it, uh, it's toward the end of the season. I think we'll know what, uh, what the commanders are and what they're not. I mean, their defense was also sneaky good last year when they needed to be. Uh, Sam Howell as a quarterback, we're going to find out a lot about him and about this team uh, now with him and Terry McLaurin. Like you, I mean, McLaurin's one of the best in the, he's one of the best in the league. Um, I think the Jets win that game. And then uh, I, I just think they're the better, t- they, they're the better team, more talented team. I think, being that it's a home game too, and it's their last home game of the season, I think they're going to want to put on a show for the fans, especially Rogers. And uh, I think that's when the running game could really do some damage that day. If whoever it is, if it's Hall or if it's Cook or if it's uh, Michael Carter, uh, the Browns game, I could absolutely see them losing because something with them, just like it is with the Raiders, something yep. with them in Cleveland, they always they play them every single year, and I don't understand why they have to do it. I know why they have to do it. I just don't understand why it's so necessary um something like maybe it's just me having flashbacks to that baker mayfield game that thursday night where the jets were up at halftime it's always a thursday night yeah it's always a thursday night always a thursday night and things just completely went unraveled after mayfield came in the game and they ended up losing uh late uh late in that game and who knows what cleveland's going to be at that point who knows what Deshaun Watson's going to be this year. Their offense should be pretty good. They've got, I mean, they got Chubb. They've got, uh, they've got a good running game. Their defense isn't that bad. Uh, yep. Wide receiver. What this could be the kind of like, Elijah Miles Garrett's Moore. one of the favorites for defensive player of the year this year. Yeah. And they've got Elijah Moore now who I'm sure is circling that game, this game oh, on for the calendar sure. and could be like, all right, this is my time. Like to show the jets what, you know, what they're missing. So I could see them losing that game. Yeah, and then so here's here it is. We both have them at eleven and five mm. going into week eighteen. We both having have them having won eight of their last ten games since the bye. And by the way, I'll throw this out there right now. I will tell you those ten weeks coming out of the bye, again, just to remind you, it's Giants, Chargers, Vegas, Bills, Dolphins, Atlanta, Texans, Dolphins, Washington, and Cleveland. I think that is going to be the 10 most fun games, the best stretch of Jets football of our lifetimes. I'm I'm happy to to predict that right now. We're never going to have seen offense like that. They're going to be in a groove. They're going to be in a rhythm. The defense is going to be dominant. Maybe they go seven and three in that stretch. I think they go eight and two in that stretch. You had them at eight and and two also. If they go seven and three, 
because I'll take your side of things. We'll be dancing in the streets. Exactly. And they go seven and three in that stretch. Because point that is, means, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No. The uh, point I, is, I, I, we're we're flying high, but the only team we didn't beat at that point, in my book, you said they already beat them, right? In my book, they haven't beat the Patriots yet. So in my narrative, mm. your narrative, they beat them already, got it out of the way. You're eleven and five. You might be even resting the starters because maybe they can't win the division, but they're you know they're not going for the one seed. They know where they're locked in in their playoff spot already. I don't know. The way I see it is they still need to play that week. It probably gets flexed to Sunday night football. You go into New England, you're 11 and five. I think the Pats are going to be a 10, 11 win team also this year. So I think they're going to be pretty good. 10, 11 wins. Are you out of I, your mind? I'm, I, I am so high. I looked at their schedule. And I'm like, yeah, that's a win. That's a win. That's a win. I don't no, know. They have no, they have Juju Smith Schuster and that's it. I, I have no clue. It's just, like I said, it's just the uniform. Oh my God. Uh, week 18, right. week 18 in New England. Put your put your stamp on it right now. Do the Jets win a game against the Patriots? Do they sweep the season series in your book? Win, win. And I right. and I'm not even talking. And I'm not saying this could be a beatdown like I want them to do in Week Three. But this is another spot where they're going into a place that's a has been a house of horrors for them for almost a decade. Going back to when they finally beat them in the playoffs. Yes, greatest Jets and, win of my lifetime. Same here. Oh, without question. Yeah. But I don't think in that kind of game, I don't think that Salah will rest his starters. Even if they have a chance, even if they have possibly have the division locked up or a playoff spot locked up, it's another game against a division rival who needs to understand now that we're not going to lose to you anymore. This is not the same old Jets. We're going to come in here and we're going to lay a beating on you. Even if they win 28 to 14, that's still a two touchdown win. Yep. They need to win in New England, just like they need to beat the Patriots at home. I feel like I feel like more so they need to win in New England than they need to win at home. Yeah. Because New I England, said, they just it's always been a blowout every single yeah. time. I said this about week three. I'll say it again about week 18. 50 nothing would not be enough. 70 nothing might not be enough. <laughs> Like, I, I'm not even kidding how much I need them to beat the Patriots. Yeah. And yet, I don't think they will. I think they're going to lose to the Patriots and finish the season God. 11 and 6, which is great. You're 11 and 6. You're going to the playoffs. Yeah, it is. But they're going to lose to the Patriots yeah. that last week. You have them at 12 and 5 going into the playoffs. So, real quick, let's just do this real quick. I did the math 10 and 7. Could probably I had them at tennis. I went through the whole schedule. There was like a simulator that you do where you could put in all the mm-hmm. wins and losses so that because they all have to even out, right? You need to go 252 and 252 and based on the schedules. Yeah. So basically it has the NFL schedule and then it shows you what the standings are like as you're going. So I put the Jets at like 10 or 11 wins. I did it a couple of ways. They make the playoffs. I have them making the playoffs as a wild card team at either 10 or 11 wins, winning two playoff games, and then losing the AFC championship game in Kansas City. That's what I think. So as much as you think mm. I'm not high on the team in the regular season, I'm saying they're going to lose to the Patriots twice. They're still an 11-win team. And I still yeah. think once being 8-3, and three, those final 11 games coming out of the bye, even though you lost to New England last week, I think going into the playoffs, they'll still feel hot. They'll still feel riding high. Again, remember the Bucks; they struggled early with Brady and then they really got hot at the end of the year. I think they're going to win two playoff games. I don't see how the- either one will be as at, at home. 
You said who against who? Games, who are those? Who are those playoff games against? I pray that somehow the Patriots make the playoffs just so that we could beat them in the playoffs. I mean, that is. I think they could lose twice in the regular season and then beat them in the playoffs. If not, then it's Jacksonville or it's Baltimore or it's Cincinnati. No one other than Kansas City scares me once we get into the playoffs. I'm I'm a hundred percent honest about that. There is no team in the AFC outside of Kansas City that scares me in the playoffs. I think they win two playoff games and then lose in Kansas City. How do you see the, you, you have them going 12 and five? They're going to be one of the best teams in football. How do you see the end of the season going for the Jets? I have them being a playoff team. Do we get a home playoff team? Do we get a home playoff game this year? Yes. I okay. think it finally happened. After 21 years of not having a home playoff game. So you think they win I the division? It, I think that at 12 and five, even at what you said, 11 and six. Yeah, I think they could win the division. I think they could. Yeah. I have I have no reservations why they couldn't do that with both, either one of those records. And I think they get a home playoff game. And I think I told you earlier when we before we started this, I just want them to make the playoffs. If they get a home playoff game, I consider the entire season a success. Oh, for sure. Even if they lose, even if they lose, I'll be of course I'll be disappointed. You will be too. Yeah. But if they get a home playoff game. That's a major, that's already a building. If they win the division and lose, if they win the division and lose the wild card round at home, I'll be disappointed. If they lose in the divisional round at home, I'll be fine. But you can't lose wild card week at home if you depends on who they're playing. If they're they're playing Jacksonville, and Jacksonville's spunky, they are. I think Jacksonville might be the one seed this year. No way. They're in a terrible, they're in a terrible, terrible division. But you think. I can't see go, anyone but can't I can't see anyone but Kansas City being the one seed. Here's the only thing about Kansas City. I still think Kansas City wins like 12 games, but I think I think Jacksonville has 12 wins, has six wins off the top just from their division, six automatic wins. I can't and give that, them all six. I can't. I'm giving them Tennessee, six wins. Tennessee's not going to just lay down for them. They're not going to lay down, but I think I think I think Jacksonville, I think I think Lawrence is going to be an MVP candidate this year. I see them winning 13-14 games. And I think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, I'm not, look, the offense was really good last year, even without Hill, especially if they miss Kelsey for a few games to start the year, even if it's two games, I could see them losing a couple of games early on in the season and the offense just not being quite the same this year. I think it was Mike Lombardi talked about on, on Bill Simmons podcast. He said the, the interesting thing, because Mahomes played in the, in the preseason last year too, and you saw in the preseason, they were averaging eight and a half yards per attempt or whatever. That Basically, their production hadn't dropped off at all without, without Tyreek Hill. This yeah. year, the same thing, only he played again in the preseason and their production dropped off in a major way without Tyreek Hill. See, I can't, I, I can't put any stock into the preseason. I, I, I get really it. Try, I try not to. And it, I, everything you're saying is valid. I just can't. like even, even just going back to the Jets case, I didn't give a damn what happened in the preseason as long as nobody got hurt. <laughs> That's all I cared about. I didn't care what their offense did. I didn't care what their defense did. But I think you saying that Kansas that Jacksonville can win 14 games is probably the boldest prediction I think I've ever heard from any any football about any football team. Like they're, that's they're, that really wow. Their number is nine and a half. I could, I wish I could take them the over oh, at the 10 over. or 11 and a half. Yeah. I think they, no, I think they could definitely win 11 games. You want to hear? I have one more bold prediction for you that's even bolder than that. 
Oh, you're going to hate this. Don't say it's the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. No, no, no. I think the Patriots like have like, I think they have a sneaky 10 win season, like where they have some games that just break their way and they do things right. And they beat crappy teams at the right time. Mm. Like the way I looked at their schedule and how it fell, but I do think they get the, like their shit kicked and curb stomped in the playoffs. That's, that's for sure. Um, but I do think they'll make it. Like, I think if they make it with the division as a whole, I think the entire AFC East is going to be, I don't think they'll all make the playoffs, but I think they're going to be between eight wins and 11 or 12 wins. I don't think any team's going to be like 13, 14 wins. I don't think any team's going to be five or six wins. Even in a doomsday scenario for the Jets, I think they win eight games. Even in a doomsday scenario for Miami, I think they win eight games. So even the Patriots, doomsday scenario, eight games. So I think the entire division's going to be between like eight and like 11 wins. But I can see that. My one bold prediction that I, I think, and we'll close on this because it's been an hour and 20 minutes already. I, I, I appreciate your time. I know you, you love talking Jets and we'll definitely do it throughout the season. Um, I think Sam Darnold's going to start in the Super Bowl this year. I think Whoa. San Francisco goes to the Super Bowl. And I think at some point during the season, Sam Darnold ends up becoming their starter. That would be the, that would just, be the biggest craw in any Jets fan system that he be in the Super Bowl. I know. And that's pretty bold. And I, I, you know what? I don't think it's that crazy to think. I don't think so either. I don't. Not with how good San Francisco is. That I mean, it's their division to lose. It's their conference to lose. Yeah. And it seems like they could just plug in anyone there and make it work. They did it with Brock Purdy. They did it with Jimmy G. Like anybody could go into that offense quarterback wise and they just make it work so yeah and i think i think jimmy g's jimmy g's better than brock purdy i think brock purdy at some point mr he's mr irrelevant for his for a reason so many Mm. scouts looked at him so many people saw him all the different things that you think about now you think he really just flew under the radar and nobody knew i think shanahan sneaky likes sam darnold yeah and i think he he wanted to get his eyes on him sam again preseason looked good in preseason I think in that offense, if a change needs to be made, especially I just could see Brock Purdy getting hurt. He has a torn UCL that or whatever too. it is, right? Partially torn UCL. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that too. And the thing is, I'm not betting on Darnold being great. I'm just betting on San Francisco being right there. And if they had a quarterback, they had Christian McCaffrey at quarterback in the NFC Championship game. If they had a quarterback who's capable of throwing a forward pass, if they had Mike White last year in the NFC Championship game, they could have gone to the Super Bowl. So I think Sam Darnold is going to be starting in the Super Bowl this year, and it's going to wow. kill me. It's going to kill me, especially if the Jets just got eliminated from the playoffs a couple of weeks earlier. Man. We go go through all this to get Aaron Rodgers, and there you go, Sam Darnold starting in the Super Bowl. It's going to be hell, but that's my, bold, my two, I guess, so, two bold predictions now. Jacksonville. I'll give, uh, uh, all right, I'll give, you, I'll give you one bold prediction from me, and this, has, right. to do with, and this has to do with the Jets. Aaron Rodgers wins MVP again. I first of all, you said he's going to have like. Here's the thing: I could see it happening, but he's going to have to have a hell of a lot more than 35 touchdowns and the numbers you gave to start the podcast. He's going to have to have 45 touchdowns, like Boomer said. Boomer said I could see him throwing over 48 touchdowns. Bullshit! I can't. But uh, all right, for 45, 45 is the minimum. 45 and 4500 yards too. I just I keep going back to he's so motivated. And you're I you're not wrong. Had, and I feel motivation goes a very long way. 
and so does Spike. And everyone's, you know, not not to throw anyone any Giants fans' names out there who are on WFAN who think he's just going to completely shit the bed this year. Go ahead, Sean, <laughs> Sean Morash. Um, well, I said this I last just, time. I'll say it again. Good friend, Sean Mar- Morash. Good person. Good friend. Continue. But to me, I think that Roger, like, he's coming into a situation now with a team that's in win now mode. Not in a rebuild or anything like that. The rebuild's over. It's gut yep. check time. Like this franchise has now gotten to the point where it's win or a shit or, it's shit or get off the pot. Yep. So with Rodgers and with the weapons around him, and even with the offensive line, still, that guy's a Hall of Fame quarterback. And the minute he came here, he changed everything. And the minute he steps onto that field on Monday, everything changes for this franchise. Yeah. And I think. He could have absolutely be. I think he's going to win the MVP again. I think you're going to see pre last year, thumb injury, thumb injury, Rogers. And I think that I'm not, I told you, I don't think they're going to be in the Super Bowl this year, but he gets them. I think they win the division with him. He gets them a home playoff game. I know I said they lose, but I feel anything is possible after that. Because then it, well, I feel anything after if they win a one if they win a playoff game after that anything is gravy. I don't care what the hell they do. They can go lose in the Super Bowl. I wouldn't give it. Sh- I wouldn't care as long as I know that that guy helped get them there and he's the reason why. Yeah. Again, now we have the breakout video for the podcast. That's gonna be that's gonna be the one we clip this year to post on on social media. Aaron Rodgers MVP. So. Again, I really appreciate the time. I know I'm sure we'll do this at some point. I'm going to need help. I'm going to have the Rami Lavi podcast, and now you've been yeah. now you're you've been on both podcasts. So, in flight snack and the Rami Lavi podcast going to be going all year long. So, uh, thank you so much. Tell people where they could follow you online. You're doing some great work with the NHL, obviously, and uh, everything else before you go. Yeah, man, this was a blast. It's always fun to talk football, especially now that it's we're get, it's ready. We're it's ready here. for it. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Cautiously optimistic. I'll keep, I'll keep doing that in quotes. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter, rtab underscore. Check out my stuff on news12.com. I, I, I write for them. Uh, NHL, as I said, you can find my stuff also on Twitter. But uh, yeah, man, this was a blast. And uh, I can't wait to do it again. Hopefully, we're uh, with some smiles on our faces and not, uh, not a depressed look like we've had the past couple of years. If if Rogers wins the MVP, we'll do an instant reaction pod. Obviously, if they uh, go to the Super Bowl, we'll do a Super Bowl preview. But hopefully, we'll talk again before that. I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. Really appreciate it. <sighs> Thank you, Rob, for joining me again. That was an awesome conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed it and stayed through the whole thing. Coming up later this week, like I mentioned, either we will have a guest to preview the AFC East and the Bills game, or we will be solo riding and previewing the bills and um the bills and jets game on monday night and then also talking about the afc east and like i mentioned earlier doing the position ranking until then like subscribe share please share it with your friends grow this community and until next time rex let's go to eat a damn snack thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.